You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to The Shit Show. Delete that. Kia ora, everybody, and welcome to The Shit Show. I'm joined, as always, by Squish, my brother Nick. Squish, how are you? Squish. Squish. You're going to call me Squish? My Squishy. <laughs> I was doing pretty well. <laughs> I was doing pretty well until then, Lewis, but yeah. No, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing really good now that I've let another one of your nicknames out on the pod. Do you prefer Squish or Nick be the G? Um... Probably squish. <laughs> Probably squish. I think you're just going to say Nick. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go back to calling you Nick. But since you like squish, squish, how's your week been? Oh, it's been all right. It looks like it was better than your week, Luz. What's going on there with your face? <laughs> what's going on with your face? <laughs> Only a sibling is allowed to um, say what's going on with your face. Nick is referring to the lovely big black eye that I'm sporting right now. After I was hit in the face by a beer bottle, it was not intentional and no one except for me was injured. So we are moving on. I look gorgeous. Have you got much sympathy? Oh, I've got plenty. I've got plenty of sympathy. Yeah. To be honest, I, for the first few days, I was pretty insecure about it, but now I'm just sort of like, it's kind of badass. It's going yellow, which is my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that pretty much sums up my week. It's been actually quite busy in the old Siska universe. We got sent some of Harry Styles' new beauty brand, Pleasing. We got sent some stuff from that, which is cool. It's very exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's like I really don't like the idea of getting PR and I don't need any PR. But if Harry Styles, if we're on the pulse of at least his PR people, then that's like kind of cool. Yeah, take that. Yeah, we'll take that. Now, Nick, what was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week? Uh, The weirdest thing I saw on the internet this week is I sent it to you and you posted it. It's about Happy Feet 3 and the director, George Miller. (laughs) So yeah, in a 2011 interview, the director, George Miller, was asked if he had any plans for Happy Feet 3 and he said, if you were to put a gun to my head and say, (laughs) you have to come up with a story for Happy (laughs) Happy (laughs) Feet... It's like... It's like so (laughs) savage. (laughs) Read it. (laughs) No, me and Nick are both incredibly, incredibly tired right now, everyone. And Nick's going to get through this story about (laughs) Happy Feet 3. (laughs) Oh, my God, Nick. Okay. I think it's his way. I'm going to find it. If you were to put a gun to my head and said... You have to come up with a story for Happy Feet 3. I'd say shoot me. What the hell? I'd say shoot me. That's honestly so... Like, that's two minutes into the podcast. The if 
you've made it this far, thank you. But I don't blame you if you've turned it off because, we, oh my god. If they've turned it off, they won't be able to hear you say you don't blame them. Anyway, apparently this guy, I've never actually seen seen any of the Mad Maxes, but apparently there was like four Mad Maxes that this guy um, directed as well. It's a really popular movie series. I'm surprised you haven't heard about it. Yeah, well, what's Mad Max? Basically, they drive crazy cars around the desert searching for fuel or something. Okay, well I don't even think I've seen Happy Feet 2. I probably wouldn't have watched Happy Feet 3, but I'm glad that he didn't get a gun put to his head out because otherwise we might not have him anymore because he said shoot me. What was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week, Luz? The weirdest thing I saw on the internet this week was something that I've honestly, I've been waiting I've been waiting for this to happen and honestly, I I was underwhelmed when it did happen. So I love it when people make memes of Siska or like like sort of lightly roast Siska. It's like people can refer to you in a meme and you're like that knowable that if someone makes a meme about you, you're going to be like, oh yeah, shit you should care about, like blah, blah, blah. It's like a weird little internet badge of honour, isn't it? Yeah, to be made into a meme. It, it means that like enough people <laughs> know about who you are or, or I'm not actually sure. I, I I'm a big consumer of memes, don't make a lot of them. Anyway, like one of my favourite tweets ever is like, accounts like shit you should care about will in 30 years time be unclassified by the CIA for like moving people to the left or something. And it's real funny. Like I love seeing shit like that. Anyway, so the meme that Siska finally got made into was like kind of underwhelming. It was made by by this like, I don't know, like low tier New Zealand Facebook page that is just... I follow shit you should care about on Instagram and then a whole line of red flags. And then, like, their caliber of meme, though, is, like, you know those meme pages that are, like, they equate comedy with sexism? So it's, like, it's, you know, like, ideal girlfriend, hot, likes drum and bass, plays golf. Like, you know, like, not even not even comedy, just, like, low-tier, I don't know, trying to get likes. And so it was funny. I had so many people send it to me and I just commented back from the Cisco account being like, oh, yeah, stay the fuck away from them, like, and got a few likes on that. But, you know, it's it's a bit of a badge of honour to be made into a meme, even if it was a real shit one. Like, I'm not going to ask them to do better, but they could have done better. We love a classic grassroots Kiwi meme page, don't we? Yeah, look. If I wasn't doing Siska, I'd probably be running a non-sexist um, grassroots Kiwi meme page. Now, Nick, do you have a bit of an update on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial that we talked about last week? I do, I do. So by now you would have definitely heard the news. So old mate Kyle Rittenhouse, he was acquitted on all of his murder charges by the jury, and a lot of people are pretty pissed off about it. Um, so the jury of 12, or white, spent... 25 hours deliberating the case, coming to the verdict that they agreed with Kyle's testimony, saying that it was self-defense and that he did fear for his life. Um, but I don't know, like, maybe a good way to not fear for your life is not to turn up to a protest with an AR-15, but I don't know, what do I know? And, like, maybe don't cross states and go to a protest to self-defend. Like, you've literally put yourself there with an AR-15, like, I'm one of those people that you just mentioned, a lot of people are pretty pissed off. Me, Lucy, one of them. Lucy's one of those people. A lot of people are saying that the gun laws need to be looked at in the US if this is sort of the verdict that that comes out of it. And it's like, well, okay, we, we knew that. We knew that. Yeah. I mean, we've heard it all 
before. Also, all the um, Republicans like fighting to get Kyle oh, as their God, intern on their staff. God, like, yuck, man. Is that the future? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's pretty shocking. I did see on Twitter, and I didn't look that far into it because I thought you might, that he also now thinks that he's definitely not a racist person. Yeah, a bit of a wild turn of events there. Um, In an interview with our favourite sort of Fox News talking head... Not Tucker Carlson. Yes, Tucker Carlson. Kyle said that his case has nothing to do with a race and that it was all about self-events, blah, 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 blah. Now, this puts some far-right tweeters into a bit of a tailspin um, because it looks like he might not be their hero anymore. He said that he's in support of the Black Lives Matter movement and, fuck, if there's one way to, like, freeze out your base supporters, like, he's pretty much isolated himself from all of them now. Yeah, no, exactly right. I'll read out a few Twitter responses because I thought they were pretty funny. Spent three weeks praying for this dude to be acquitted just for him to say this. And just like that, I don't give a shit about him. Okay. Just like us, yeah. Um, (laughs) And my personal favourite, I can't believe he found the one thing he could say to piss off everyone. Powerful stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no better place for hot takes than Twitter because it's literally what it's used for and they are some hot takes. Also... Did you see that he's been sort of like gallivanting around, like going for different lunches with people? I saw that he went for a lunch with one of the like ex-bachelorette contestants. Like he's got a new PR person. Oh my God. I wish he would just go away now. Like, can we just be yeah. done with Kyle? Can we just... Like, to be honest, he should be going away like into the big house. He actually should be put away because your boy did kill some people. Squish. Now, Lucy, you've got a few other updates on some other things for us. I do. I'm not going to lie. I had a... I've been having a big, like, work week outside of, like, the newsletter and finding content for Cisco, etc. Like, actual sort of business stuff, making sure that we can keep this as a job for all of us. And so, like, when I don't have those core bits of time to find content, because I'm finding it every day for the newsletter, but I don't want to keep rehashing old content, like... I find it so hard sometimes to um, research for this podcast because I want to have like a big cool story every time. This week, your girl just didn't. I didn't have time to find like this weird, whack, big, long, interesting story. But I did find like a few things, a few stories that are a bit shorter, but I wanted to give you guys updates on them anyway. So the first one is what I spoke about last week, Constitution Dow. They were the group of like internet people, crypto bros, whoever you want to refer to them as that were putting in money to buy the US Constitution. Now, they didn't win the auction. They um, they managed to pull together $47 million worth of Ethereum, which is a type of cryptocurrency, in one week, which is fucking amazing. But ultimately, they did lose the bid to Ken Griffin, the CEO and founder of Citadel. So, you know, in the end, the person with the most money always wins, no matter how like cool or interesting or uni- unique the way that you got your money was. So, um... All those people are going to have their money returned to them, but no constitution. Something else interesting about Ken Griffin, um, the CEO and founder of Citadel. Citadel was the hedge fund that went bankrupt because of the GameStop uh, saga. Oh my God. So the CEO and the founder, even though the hedge fund went bankrupt, he was still safe and has enough money to buy the constitution? 
well, I think it was like a little bit of revenge sort of thing on all the on all the meme lords that took down took down his hedge fund. That is how the world works. That is how the world works. Have you heard that song by Bo Burnham? Uh, I think I have, just not in that. Uh, just not your not your rendition of it, Luke. <laughs> not my rendition. Well, also Bo Burnham got nominated for a Grammy today. Really proud of that boy, that man. My next story is about the man. Nick, did you hear about the man who drove into a Christmas parade and has actually ended up killing six people now in Wisconsin? Yeah, I did hear about that. This is horrific. It's fucking horrific. So there's been a man who's been accused of ramming a car into a Christmas parade and Christmas parade goers in Wisconsin. He is obviously being charged with the six deaths. Police say that he drove in a zigzag pattern to hit as many people as possible. At least 62 people were injured in the incident. His motive is unclear. It remains a bit of a mystery, but the man was involved in a domestic disturbance with another person right before sort of running his SUV through the parade. And five out of the six people who were killed were grannies or like people who four of them were like in a dancing granny group that were dancing in the parade. And one of them was just a granny bystander and one of them was um, a child. So that's just fucking terrible it's just a it's just a senseless crime isn't it like exactly and um the the reason that i bring this up obviously it's it's a news story but i bring it up because later my um comment of the week is actually in reference to um the fact that we didn't bring the story up on our platform, which we actually did in the newsletter, but that's to give you a bit of um, context for when I get to my comment of the week at the end. My third sort of update story, not really update, just random story, is Chris Pratt, who the internet does not like, and I am included in the internet, is voicing Mario and Garfield. Today, the co-producer of the Mario movie that Chris Pratt is going to voice Mario in said that um, Chris Pratt is doing a really phenomenal new voice for Mario and it's going to win over the fans and the critics and he won't be leaning into the it's-a-me Mario vibe. Like, I'm sorry, just hire an Italian. Like, hire an Italian person. Is this like when... The director of the new Sonic movie said, oh, we really think you're going to like the new Sonic. Turns out everybody absolutely hated the new Sonic and they had to revert to old Sonic. Oh my God, I didn't even realise that. But yeah, I think it's pretty similar. And and Chris Pratt, also, I've written about this before, Hunter Harris, a writer I really like, first referred to him as Crisp Rat. And now when I say Chris Pratt, I can't not see it as a, being a crispy little rat. Anyway, he's all, actually, that's kind of fitting because Garfield would like to eat a crispy little rat. But like, it's just really funny because he's voicing Mario and Garfield and both of these people and cats probably like lasagna. I was going to say that crisp rat would have to be, you know, with tomato sauce and pasta and a bit of cheese. and. Oh. <laughs> Yuck. Anyway, Nick, please tell me you have a story that makes a bit more sense, or have you been just as fucking out the gate as I have this week? Lucy, I've been out the gate as well, but I'm actually really committed to the podcast, so I did put something together 10 minutes before we came on here. So, oh, I love um, that. <laughs> uh, Boris Johnson had a speech at the CBI conference this week, I don't know, which is like a, a business group conference, and it 
got pretty weird, even for Boris's standards. Uh, so it started off pretty normal, like any other speech, you know, oh, yes, it's good to be here, blah, blah, blah. And, and then since then, I ten- have lost 22 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you see, my friends, I was too fat. <laughs> well, yes, Lucy, yes, too fat. Ben, our little brother, actually thinks you sound like Boris Johnson on the pod because whenever I say like 2020 or whatever, or 2021, you always go 2020. And Ben always ben always tells me you sound like Boris Johnson going 22 pounds. I'm going to have to have words to Ben after this. Yeah, bye crikey. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, disrespecting his elders. How dare he? Uh, <laughs> what did I say? Blah, blah, blah. But then he went into his 10-point plan to make businesses greener and that's where it started to get pretty weird. And he said this about electric cars. EVs may not burble like sucking doves and they may not have that that you love, uh, but they have so much torque that they move off the lights faster than a Ferrari. I'm sorry. What did he say? Like a fucking sucking, Uh, bubbling... They may not sound like a sucking dove. Vroom, vroom. Like a sucking... Or like a Ferrari. (laughs) Okay, okay, so that's unique, that's unique. I mean, get any get any world leader to try and talk about the environment and they do sort of seem to lose the plot a little bit. Well, yeah, exactly, so we should have expected that. But then he went on to talk about a few of his other policies, you know, like safe streets and schools and great broadband, but then he seemed to have lost the plot completely by starting to talk about a recent holiday that he had. Yesterday I went, uh, as, as we all must, uh, 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 to, to Peppa Pig World. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Pans? I've been to, who's been to Peppa Pig World. I've actually written about Peppa Pig World. So, Loki, at the moment, I'm kind of enthralled. Yeah, well, the sound, by the sounds of things, no one else at the conference was enthralled. No one else put their hands up. Um, <laughs> Peppa Pig World is like several hundred kilometres away from the conference and also everyone there are like business people. They probably had like money to count or something to do instead yeah like business stuff like contracts to sign or something yeah i don't know whatever business people do um but then he continued pepper big world is is very much my kind of place uh it it it, 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 it has a a uh, very safe streets uh discipline in schools uh heavy emphasis on new mass transit systems i i notice I'm sorry. Like, what is the man on? It's like he's trying to be relatable and make like a really good understandable point, but he just sounds like a Peppa Pig loving prime minister. I don't know. Well, it seems it sounds like he enjoyed Peppa Pig World by the you know like. It sounds like he should fucking pack up and move there. He could be the prime minister of Peppa Pig World. Yeah. <laughs> After that, he decided to slam Peppa Pig. By saying that Peppa Pig looks like, and this is a quote, a hairdryer or some sort of Picasso hairdryer. What the fuck? She looks like a hairdryer. (laughs) Or some sort of Picasso hairdryer. What the fuck are our world leaders doing? Oh my god! Oh, it seemed kind of rough to me. I don't. I honestly, I don't know what to say. I can't believe it. The British Prime Minister having a having a normal one. Well, maybe a Peppa Pig style hairdryer should be part of my next segment because my next segment is um, I looked at Time's list of the best inventions of 2021. 
And like 2020 and 2021, and Nick would say 2020 and 2021. <laughs> COVID-19. Have had some excellent, excellent inventions. All the things that make it easier to work from home, to be living indoors for you know your whole life and, and for kids to learn from home. There's been some amazing inventions, even things like artificially intelligent chatbots for crisis workers and frontline workers and things like that. So, and, and, you know, we've had the rise of like NFTs and all of that kind of weird crypto-y Web3 stuff. I'm not talking about that. I know that they're wonderful inventions. The COVID-19 vaccination, best invention we've had yet. I more looked for the ones that really just spoke to me. And I picked out five. There was actually, Nick, first of all, one that um, spoke to me, but in regards to you, and it's a fully flat wine bottle, like for packing and shipping reasons. Apparently, like wine bottles are still being based off the like 1900s, like shipping methods and packing methods. And so now, like a brand's made these like fully flat ones. The perfect wine vessel has already been created, Lucy. What is it? A goon bag. Oh, goon before noon. When you can't do crate day, so you do goon before noon. If that doesn't mean anything to you, Move to New Zealand, go to uni here, and then um, come talk to us. <laughs> anyway, so that was my that was my invention for you. My inventions for me, my top five out of the list, and I'd encourage you all to actually go have a wee look at it. There's a hundred on there, so I did I did actually do some research. First one, table bed, a dining room table that turns into a bed in ten seconds. Who is wanting to sleep in their kitchen? I think it's I think it's more people who want to eat in their bedroom. <laughs> nah, I was looking at it. And I get I get it. I mean, I'm I'm playing dumb, but I do get it. It's for like those small studio apartments in the middle of the city or at your beach house or whatever, and you want to turn a bed into a table and a table into a bed. We've been doing that in our caravan for years, Lucy. True. True, so this isn't even a good invention. Strike it off the list. My next one is Mega Cyborg Hand. So this is actually really cool. This is an invention. Oh, yeah, Mega Cyborg Hand, of course, yes. (laughs) For kids. It's only um, 40 bucks US as well, so Christmas present. Anyway, it's... It's created by an educational toy maker, um, Tames and Cosmos, and it helps kids build a robotic arm that mimics their hand gestures as if it was Lego. But while they're building this one, they learn about hydraulics, pneumatics, engineering, and robotics. What are pneumatics, Lucy? Can you explain to everybody what pneumatics are? Um, I think it's when you've just gotten over pneumonia and you turn into a pneumatic because you're yeah. new symptomatic. Yep. You, you don't yep, show symptoms anymore. It's actually like hydraulics but with air oh well that makes sense because because it says you won't find any wires motors or electronics instead the toy consists of plastic pieces and piston tubes filled with water so it's not like um, made with electronics as it says it's made with air and water so it's basically you could go outside and build a robotic arm from the things in your environment I'm losing the plot. I thought that was cool, though. It's only 40 bucks, and you're literally building, like, your own robotic arm. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Anyway, my next one is really cute. It's called Purple, and it's, like, an anxiety toy for kids. So it's basically this toy, and 
it's um, like heart rate goes up and down. It's to help the kids who have all been locked inside, who are all starting to struggle a bit with like either getting back into the real world or have just been getting real anxious at home. And so it like basically you calm it down, like you can feel when it needs calmed down. And as you're calming it down, it calms you down too. It's really. It cool. sounds like one of your weird ways to say purple or something like that. Purple. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Purple. <laughs> No. Exactly. Oh, my God. Probably. No, 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 no. Next one, Robin the robot. So this is cute. Oh, my God. This is why I was thinking about pneumonia. When an eight-year-old pneumonia patient at a clinic in Armenia had barely eaten for two days, the medical staff brought in a new face to her room, and this new face was Robin the robot. So after about 20 minutes of discussing, like, their favorite animals and playing a game of I Spy, Robin said goodbye and said that he would only come back if the patient promised to eat. And then the patient did eat. So Loki actually is that kind of blackmail from a robot? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm being stupid. I'm gaslighting myself. The robot's like real cute, cute looking, and basically it ended up working on a bunch of patients and it's now being used in twelve facilities worldwide and is set to be deployed in another hundred in the US over the next twelve months. Nick, do you think that you would be more scared by a robot entering your room to hang out with you or by a nurse? I'm more scared of the robots coming to take our jobs. Well, I'm more scared of the robots recognising their consciousness and then taking over the world. And you can find out about when that's going to happen, because it will, on one of our episodes of Extremely Online called Will Robots Take Over the World? Anyway, my last invention is... The pasta invention. And I actually had heard about this before. Um, Is that what it's called? I think the pasta is called cascatelli, but I can't be sure if I'm doing a crisp rat and pronouncing that totally wrong. I was going to say, you need to get Chris Pratt in here to teach you how to do it. <laughs> no, to teach me how to do it. So essentially, Dan Pashman, the obsessive foodie and host of the Sporkful podcast, judges pasta shapes. Um, he judges them based on their sauceability, so how, like, Good they are for sauce sticking to them. Forkability. Harry Styles is very forkable. Lucy. Um, no, that is the ease of getting it on a fork. And tooth sinkability. How satisfying it is to sink your teeth into. He said the most pasta shapes out there, look, they're only good at one or two. So he set out to create his dream pasta shape. And after three years of sort of trying to figure this out, he unveiled cascatelli, which is a half tube shape to catch the sauce and then ruffles on it as well to provide a dynamic bite and a short noodle that is easily forked. A short noodle that's easily forked. They definitely Lucy, put that in there to stop prank it. me. <laughs> this is PG. Thank you. No, we always took explicit because we're called the shit show. So oh, yeah. say what you want, Nick. No more holding back. Fuck him. I'm about to go wild. <laughs> Nick, we wilded on this mic. Anyway, I'm sure Garfield and Crisp Rat would like that pasta. And Nick, please give me a good news story and shut me the hell up. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know who Francis Bourgeois is, go and check out his TikTok. Um, he recently went viral with this video. I'm staying up extra late tonight to see a test train pull into Brighton Station. One of my favourite locomotives might be on it, so we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> There's 73962! Oh, it's it! It's it! 
Oh, quick, I've got to get round. I've got to get round to see it. Beautiful 73962. Dick my butt. What a beautiful locomotive she is. Oh my god, the train's called Dick My Butt. Dick My Butt. Lucky we rate this an explicit podcast. Now, Lou's obviously with a name like Dick My Butt. It's going to go viral, and man, it went viral. 12 million views, 2 million likes, and it inspired countless memes. I'm sorry, but we have to protect this guy at literally every cost. I would take bullets for this guy. Yeah, I don't know. He's so wholesome. I just love how like obsessed he is with trains. So the legends at GB Rail got our boy Francis arrived in the cab of legendary loco 73962 Dick Mabbit. And I don't know. It just makes me so happy to see Francis this stoked. He even got to toot the horn. He's so cute and so cool and ugh, I've am obsessed with him. Do you have for me, just to round up this brilliant, wild, stupid, weird, very explicit episode, a um, comment of the week? Yeah, so on the day of recording, your mundane poll was about whether milk is sweet or savoury. My fave question. Uh, my favourite comment on that post was, savoury when it goes bad, tested and confirmed. Oh. Oh, 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 I don't even like milk, like, normal, but let alone fucking when it goes bad. Yeah, you really won't like it when it goes bad, trust me. No. Well, my comment of the week, because we both actually brought one this week, which is look good for us. That's on growth, Squish. That's us being better. Yeah, that is us being better. Was on the um, the post I made for Gemma Styles' um, recommendation for Monday and Poll about whether it's press-up or push-up, and, like, straight after I posted it, a guy commented... Very telling the avoidance of a certain incident that has happened in the US. For a page that is most of the time too US-centric to the point of obsession, there is 194 other countries. It speaks volume of the narrative. And now he was talking about um, the fact that I hadn't posted on Siska about the Wisconsin Christmas parade, uh, the people that got killed there. And bear in mind, this was like... 6.50 a.m. in the morning, and if you're going to comment something mean to me at 6.50 in the morning, especially when I have just written a newsletter about it, I'm probably going to say something. So I just said, mate, it's not even 7 a.m. here, and I've just sent out a newsletter that probably outlines whatever narrative you're worried we're missing. And just all the people in the comments that were backing me up on that thread, I was just, because it's, it's scary, like, clapping back. It's really fun, but it is scary, and I was just like... Um, it's too early. It's too early for this bullshit. I gotta say something, and I did. Yeah, man. She she had only had one coffee at that stage, so I know. And, and you should ex- you should get expect to get clapped back when you bring that sort of shit to the table. Exactly. Like it was literally seven a.m. and I'd just written a newsletter about it, so mm, he could be getting his info from somewhere other than Instagram as well. But anyway, that is my comment of the week, Nick. Thank you, as always, for uh, joining me on this this crazy episode. Oh, Lucy, it was always a pleasure. Always. It is actually really, really fun. I feel like the freedom that we have on the shit show to just, like, talk about the weirdest shit, honestly. I Just talk shit. Just talk shit. I love it. And also because, obviously, me and Nick don't live in the same place, though I, I do get to go home um, later in December, so me and Nick will be able to record some in-real-life podcasts. Yeah, so get ready for those. If you thought this was crazy, by Christ, you get ready. You wait till we've had a few wines in the flat wine bottle. Anyway, Nick, where can the people find you? They can find me behind the keyboard of the Shit Show Instagram. Just whack Shit Show up into your Instagram search bar and you'll surely find it. Loose whereabouts can they find you? 
They can find me anywhere they bloody well want to, but mostly they should find me on the other end of the morning newsletter. You can get to that via the link in our bio on shit you should care about. It's the highlight of my life, I say it every time, and you should all really subscribe. Anyway, team, we will see you next week. Absolutely. See you later. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.